Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. And we are back again with the Christian Coaches. Another episode, Mitch Muller, Andy Lagunas, Mitchell Graves, and Hunter Sprague. Welcome, everyone. Again, handing it over to Mitch. This is your roundtable. We are, uh, we're listening to you, buddy. Lead Absolutely, us. man. Absolutely. It's good to see all your bright and shining, beautiful faces this morning. It's been great. It's great to see you guys. Hopefully you've had a great week. Um, I know the conversations that we had before, um, there's so many different directions that we can go into with these conversations. And, you know, like we were talking to Mitchell earlier that uh, like we want the Lord to lead this and uh, and provide value all the way around. So I love the idea of all of us, you know, talking about these things individually from what we do personally in our businesses and all of that, I think it'll help us. But of course, we want to provide extra value to um, anyone that is listening into these calls where uh, it's like they're believers, but they're also, they want fitness to be a great part of their lifestyle. They want to live healthy. They want to have, you know, just good, good nutritional habits, like all those different things. So obviously we can go into a lot of uh, different categories over, over this time, but uh, since our last call, I wanted to dive into a, a few different things, but we last, we kind of touched off on, you know, the, the coaches in this space and what we're seeing as a whole in the fitness community. We can narrow this down in a second, but I wanted to get, see, I wanted to see what you guys are, are seeing right now. Um, as I believe the Lord is doing something great in the fitness space, he's uh, expanding into more and more coaches as not just us, but I believe there's influencers that are proclaiming the name of Jesus more than any other time uh, before. Uh, and I mean, as you guys know, I mean, I, I posted a video yesterday about Deion Sanders and the significance of him, you know, just saying the name of Jesus anytime he can and his testimony and stuff. And uh, I mean, we can kind of talk about that as well Is that the, there's this platform that the Lord is giving his, his leaders and the name of Jesus is being proclaimed to everybody. And I'm like, I just want, I'm curious to see what you guys have noticed in the space. Um, I know we all have different connections and whatnot. Uh, I mean, for me, I've, I mean, other than you guys, I have a couple connections with other Christ, Christian fitness coaches as well. I mean, if we loaded this podcast up, there'd probably be 10 to 15 of us that are, that are doing it. And I feel like I come across more and more every day. Um, if you guys know who Elliot Hulse is, He's been around a, a long time. He's like a strength coach. He's a believer now, which I didn't even know. I stopped following him a long time ago. He was kind of going the new age route. And and now it's like, I guess the Lord has taken over his life and he's using his 500 plus thousand followers on Instagram and who, who knows how many on YouTube uh, to proclaim the name of Jesus and to reach men, which is awesome. So I, I see this stuff all over the place. So I'm curious what you guys are seeing. Um, I just really think that it's it's. The Lord is entrusting those that um, are good stewards over what they've been given in this in the small amount. Like if we've been given five people in our coaching program, the Lord will, you know, will bless that. It's like we steward over that well. He'll give us 10, 50, 100, whatever, and it'll continue to grow. And I believe that's what we're seeing all over the place. I mean, if you guys know who um, Alex Eubank is, he's younger. Yeah, he's all. Yeah, I mean. He's very, very outspoken now, uh, and I think it's really interesting. I was having my con a conversation with my wife yesterday about when did all this kind of start, and I feel like the first one, well, not not the first, but the one that got the most um, hate was Tim Tebow. Uh, when he started proclaiming the name of Jesus, and now we see it in sports everywhere. You can't watch one UFC fight without someone proclaiming the name of Jesus as Lord and Savior and all of that. I, like, I love it. I love seeing it, but we're... The, the old saying goes, the first one through the wall gets the bloodiest. 
And I, I, I like, I feel like Tebow took so much hate from so many people. And now there's a flood of believers coming into the industry. So I'm curious what you guys have thought, like not even just in the fitness space, but all the way around of what the Lord is doing through people with influence and coaches with influence. So I've said my part, but any guys can kind of jump in and take it from there. I think, um, what is inevitably going to happen is we're going to get a lot of backlash and a lot of persecution from the secular side of things. Cause you know, off the bat, it doesn't look like faith and fitness really mix because what we're doing isn't something that's commonly seen. Actually, most of the new followers and people I'm getting, Oh, I've never seen this kind of thing before. And it's, it's kind of true. But that being said, we're getting a lot more Christian coaches, Christian influencers and stuff like that. So you're right. The gates are kind of opening, but Jesus almost guaranteed that those who, you know, claim him and, and profess him as Lord and Savior and, and go out to the world, they will be persecuted. They will be attacked. So that's something that we, I think we have to be ready for. Um, I think that when we fear God more than we fear the opinions of man, we will be ready for that. So that's just something I've noticed in my own coaching and even seeing other people's posts online, you know, I'll go through comments and they'll get a lot of hate. And I'm like, I feel bad, but we knew this was going to come. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's yeah, a difference think- between covert and overt as well. You know, um, yeah, there's a difference between covert and overt. And, and what I mean by that is you have people who have been Christians for years, you know, uh, but they've just been covert about it. They've just been kind of on the surface doing their business, doing, doing their thing as far as whether it's, whether it's a uh, business coaching or if it's, um, you know, fitness coaching and stuff like that. But now they're finding the boldness to be more overt with it. To say, look, here, here's my faith, and this is my faith is in your face, and, and this is this is who I am. I'm not, and I'm not willing to hide it. You know, and you know, I've been counseled both ways to be covert or overt, whatever it is. You know, but you, at the end of the day, you have to be authentic to what God is calling you to do. You know, and um, so you know, for the listener out there, I would just say, hey, you know, um, uh, uh, you, you still got to, you still got to examine the wool, okay? <laughs> You still got to examine the wool. All right. There could be some, some sheeps and wolves clothing out here. Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter seven, you know, by their, by their fruit, by their fruit, you recognize them. So uh, just because a person slaps the name of Jesus and puts a cross on their stuff doesn't mean that, you know, they are truly a follower. And, um, and we know people, Hey, look, you know, I see a lot of Christians out there. This is, this is a new thing. So I'm gonna put my slap it on there, say a couple of verses or whatever. And it could be a marketing gimmick, you know, just to try to get people into, uh, what they're doing, come to find out behind the scenes, they're just not living the life, you know? So, um, the great thing about the great, the great thing about social media and the bad thing about social media is that you get to see a person's life, but you get to see a person's curated life. <laughs> you know, you get to see what yep. they want you to see. Um, so, um, so yeah, man, for the listener out there who's looking for like that Christian influencer, I just say, look, who's looking for that Christian fitness coach, you know, Hey, uh, by their fruit, you recognize them. Examine the wool, man. Examine the wool. Man, I was also going to say, I think it, it also has to do with the rise of evil in the mainstream. You know, I think we've seen pretty much everywhere in the Grammys and everything. There's like this presence of evil that is, is you know, more and more present. And I think as, as believers, those who are, you know, firm in our faith, you know, we recognize that and we see that, you know, if the enemy is going to be bold, you know, we got to be bold too. 
and that's that's how I see it. Like you know, I see like all this like crazy stuff online and on TV, and and it it like strengthens strengthens my faith and makes me want to be more more bold about mine. And it's just it's it's motivating, and I think that's that's what's going on in in the with the influencers and in the mainstream as well. I think that's what's causing uh, these these influencers to want to come out and proclaim their faith because. I'm sure they're they're probably getting pushed with the, you know, all the Satanism stuff as well, and you know they have a choice either you can either go this way or that way. But you know, at the end of the day, those who are firm in their faith will stand firm, and you know, stick to Jesus. Absolutely, man. Amen. Yeah, I think uh, this this always kind of like gets my wheels spinning. There's probably a lot I can say on this, but I mean, one of the things I notice is that you have this very like obvious kind of trajectory for guys out there right now, where it's just like, man, I I need to get in shape. I need to kind of level up, you know, I need to do this thing. And so what happens? Like they go and find an influencer. That's their whole feed really quickly. And a lot of the, all of these guys are kind of getting into this, you know, Rogan and Jocko and Goggins and all these guys. And it's just like, man, praise God for them. Like, I love it. But you can see very, very quickly how those things, that narrative becomes a religion in itself, right? Yeah. And so yeah. you see yeah. that like, man, all of a sudden there's kind of this this sense of sin and salvation and and being an alpha, being a beta. You see this like, man, if you're not waking up at 4 a.m. and spending an hour in an ice bath, like – bro, you're just, you're falling behind. Like you're not who, you know, and it's just, and, and it's crazy. And it's like, I'm kind of being dramatic, but not really, you know, because this, that list keeps on growing of like, man, these are the things that I have to do to, you know, get saved. And as humans, that's the thing that we are best at is creating religions. Anybody that says, you know, sorry, my little, my little man's here with me. Um, but, uh, you know, anybody that says like, I'm not religious, you know, it's like, you are, you're religious about something. Um, yeah. you just, you don't frame it in that way, but that's reality. And so that's one of the cool things. I love seeing so many guys like us, like kind of rising up because it's just like, it's not just pushing it back against the like overt, like darkness, you know, of just this like crazy pagan stuff. It's also like, man, there's a lot of, you know, new age pagan stuff in the, the health and fitness space right now. Oh yeah. You know, 100%. and, um, and so we have to come you know, and, and those things just become really, really confusing because it's just like, well, who do I listen to? Like, how do I go about this without my fitness being the source of my righteousness or the source of my salvation or the source of like, this makes me matter. Um, and so mm-hmm. we have this really cool opportunity to come, come from like, do we, we're on like a different plane. We operate from a mm-hmm. different reality and all, you know, it's like, we're doing a lot of the same things as these other guys, but it's not coming from a place of, I'm saving myself. I'm pulling myself up from the bootstraps. It's just like, no, this is freedom. And, you know, in the corner, I feel like I have to turn with a lot of people is like, you know, fitness also isn't just utility. Um, It's also a beautiful gift. It's also a beautiful freedom. Like you are absolutely free to go and build a physique and look super hot for your wife. Like, amen, brother, please do that. You know, it doesn't have to stop at this place of just like, I'm just, you know, just kind of get my work in. It's like, no, dude, the Lord knew that you would love that. And he put that in your life and praise God for that. And so there's, it's just crazy. Like everything you guys have said, cause you're just seeing these layers stack of what people are up against just to be healthy and not lose themselves in it. And so, yeah. 
that's what I love that more and more people are, are rising up and kind of getting these really cool niches. And we do these different things. We have these different processes. Um, and um, man, I, I just think it's beautiful. I love it. I mean, that's why I just, I really, you know, one of the mainstays in our coaching is we teach people to go back to the Holy Spirit, to listen to the Holy Spirit for themselves in their, in their health walk. We tell them all the time, look, we're going to give you the, we're going to give you the path, but the Holy Spirit is going to guide you on that, on that path. You know, and we firmly believe in prayer. We firmly believe in, because I don't want them to begin to worship us as coaches. I don't want to become some idol. I don't want to become some, you know what I'm saying? And so, but it's so easy when you have influence in a person's life to them take your words and become, for them to take your words and to make that into a religion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so easy. And so I think we as, as, as fitness, as fitness coaches, as fitness influencers have to be responsible with that to understand the power that we have in people's lives, you know, and to not, and to be, <clears throat> to be led by the spirit ourselves and to not manipulate that. Because man, that, when you start mixing in faith with something, you, it, it can be a toxic, not toxic, but it can be an explosive and a very dangerous thing uh, 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 really quickly. And last thing I was going to say is, man, we are in a war of ideologies. I recognized that a long, 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 long time ago. When I saw the influence that Deepak Chopra was having, in the health space with people. And I was like, man, this guy is blatantly bringing Eastern mythi- Eastern, Eastern religion and Eastern methodology over into an Eastern ideology over into the West. Like he's blatantly doing that. I'm like, why isn't the church blatantly saying, hey, look, let's bring a uh, 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 Christian ideology and, and spiritual and, and spiritual from, from God, from Elohim. Let's bring it into I'm like, this is a war. This, this is a war for ideas. Um, and we are in the information age and the warfare has never been higher, man. The stakes have never been higher because people have so much access to information at, at, at the drop of a hat. And I think it's incumbent upon us to be, to be, to be, to be on the attack, but it's also incumbent upon us to teach our people who, who listen to us to have discernment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, I, everything you guys are saying, uh, and it's it's kind of interesting because it's it's also following some of the notes that I was already writing and preparing for this episode. So I just love the way the Lord did that. But um, I think we we do have to be extremely careful, like as coaches, we like like Mitchell said, we give them that that path. But as at the same time, like, it's like we're leading, but we're allowing them to make these decisions and to be led by God. Like yeah. we're, we're, we're walking that path with them, you know, we're helping them along, but it's encouraging them to, to have that personal relationship with Jesus every single day and to, to understand that discernment, to get into the word every single day, because it's like, we can teach, you know, whatever we want. I think all of us have, you know, listened to a pastor at some point or another and got so much from them. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to listen to what he has to say, um, because it's, you know, revelation and, he, you know, someone, you know, people are gifted at teaching and preaching, right? Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, we have to have our own relationship. Like the Lord wants to give us our own revelation when we open up the word and when we read it. And it's the same thing as, you know, as coaches, we can lead our clients uh, in the right direction, but we have to empower them to, to have that type of relationship with the Lord on their own. Because when they see other people, like, I mean, we all know is like having clients, like our clients have reached out to us. They saw us in this space, but they follow a bunch of other people too. So they're hearing voices from different angles and different directions. So if they don't know the word of God, then that, 
that deception can come in very, very easily and, cool. and shift them over into a different, a different thing. And like Hunter was saying with these, these guys that are coming in that are like over, overly masculine, like the, it's the, it's the extreme end of the spectrum, right? <laughs> yeah. Where I love that masculinity is coming back. Awesome. That's amazing. Like Praise biblical God. masculinity. We yeah, we need that. <laughs> but with, with that, comes the extreme and you see those like the red pill guys and like i can't stand it. every time i see those guys i'm like oh my gosh this what's the red pill guy i don't know the red pill guy what's that uh i mean just listen to any other it's like a podcast thing and there's a, they just talk about women and like it, some things it's like okay i can see what you're getting at but it's just worldly it's 100 percent worldly um all the masculine stuff that we aren't supposed to be as men of god it's the full it's the other end of it Mm-hmm. Uh, so when, I got when we see guys like that, we, it's like, or when I guess when our clients, when we, when they see, you know, guys like that, uh, it's knowing that like, okay, this, this is where the, it's separate, right? We need to know what the word of God says and we need to know what is all worldly. So we, at the end of the day, we just empower our clients and empower those that uh, we influence to do that for themselves. So I'm glad you guys, uh, you know, said that. Um, and I guess, uh, I think Hunter touched on this as well as, uh, I wanted to, you know, go around and kind of talk about a, a piece of advice that you would give someone who who is a believer, um, but they don't really they don't want to make fitness an idol, or they don't want themselves to become an idol. Because I, I, all of us have probably run into that at some point when we have these conversations with people that you know, with the faith and the fitness stuff mixing together, um, it's good that they're concerned at that regard because they're like, I don't, or maybe, maybe they were dealing with pride before and they're like, I don't want that to stay. And I want to, you know, step into everything the Lord has for me without myself becoming an idol. So first off, I want to know if you guys have run into that because I, I have, I do all the time of, you know, of guys that are just like, well, let's make sure that this is in balance. I'm like, don't worry, you're in the right place. Um, But what, what kind of advice would you give uh, people that are, that are, that are believers and they want to improve themselves in, in their health and their fitness and stuff. And to prevent that from becoming that fitness to become an idol or themselves to become an idol. And I mean, I'll just say one thing and I'll pass it on. So I'm not saying a bunch of stuff is that I believe we all need to stay connected to the vine. It goes Mm -hmm. directly into what I just said previously, but Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. And apart from him, we could do nothing. So as long as we stay connected, we are able to now produce fruit through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? The fruits of the Spirit are now able to flourish, you know, in our life. So I believe if we stay stay connected to the vine, then any any conviction that needs to come into play of like, hey, hey, you're getting out of balance here, it'll come in. So I think that's the mm-hmm. easiest way for that, the first thing I thought of. So I'll pass it off to one of you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's very, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what I was going to say right off the bat is just like, man, the fact that you would have that kind of, uh, you know, that, that kind of thought, that kind of concern. I mean, amen. Like, I love that, mm-hmm. you know, that shows the spirit that shows. And I, the, the question I always ask guys is like, do you have a new heart or not? You know, and mm-hmm. because that has massive impl- implications. And I think a lot of people, they do, but they don't really uh, fully experientially like feel the reality of that. Right. And that is going to guide you. That is going to keep you safe. You're still going to sin. Absolutely. But um, there is this sense of like, man, we can walk like Augustine said, you know, love God and do what you want. I mean, there is this sense of like, if our heart is there, um, then we'll be kept on that path again in, in combination with a good body of believers, you know, spiritual disciplines, like those things keep you there. But 
you know, it's, it's funny because the verse that always gets thrown at me uh, for my, you know, quote unquote haters or whatever they are, uh, you know, first Timothy four, eight for, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding <laughs> promise for both the present life and the life to yeah. come. And it's funny because I've talked yeah. to a lot of people about that. Like we read that and we see, um, we see permission, right? Other people read that and they see prohibition. And, and it's always funny because I'm like, Hey, does some mean none or does it mean some, <laughs> you know, like yeah. those are two different words. And so, and, and look at who Paul is talking to and he's talking, he's talking to a very athletic, a very aesthetic culture. I mean, like the, these letters that he was writing, I mean, these are, you know, cultures that created modern athletics, like what we know about it. I mean, it's what crazy. Do you know about so, a Greek God. Where do you think the, where do you think Greek God came from? That's right. It's right there. Yeah. So it's, it's just, Greek you know, God body. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it, you know, it, it just, it's this, it's this thing of like, um, I, I think a lot of, I'll say a lot of believers this is kind of maybe outside of, of fitness a little bit, but a lot of believers are burdened by hyper introspection and, you know, scrupulosity, like that's what Luther dealt with a lot. I mean, it was like, we would call it modern day OCD, like religious OCD. It was a scrupulosity where it's just like, where am I going to fall? How am I going to fall? Like, I just have nothing. I have to physically whip myself on the back to pay penance for my sins. And those things is what led to the, the reformation as we know it, you know, because he had it so wrong, but I think there's still this spirit of hyper introspection and just like, dredging up the bottom of our soul and trying to honestly like know more about ourselves than God knows about us, you know? And so there's this sense of like, man, I think that's where it starts. I think it's, 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 they, their, their foundation is they're not walking in a place of freedom in Christ. They are still walking in this very transactional faith where they have to you know, make themselves be a certain way. And if they're not, then the Lord's hand will, you know, it's just, it just becomes this very, very like, it, it's, it's just sketchy, you know, it's this very like synergistic kind of thing. And so um, I think that's a lot of what we have to kind of help pull people out. And the reality is, is like, man, you talk about vanity or pride. It's like, brother, that can happen with anything in your life. There are a lot of yeah. preachers that are prideful about their church, that are prideful about their platform, that are vain about any sort of thing. And so the question is, is like, well, I mean, you, you know, you're going to go out and get a certain kind of haircut. You're going to pick clothes that work. You're going to, you know, buy a house that you like the looks of. And, and so everybody's okay with that. But why then, you know, is there this big disconnect when it comes to your physical body? And, yep. um, and more and more, I think the thing is, you know, like what I said earlier, it's like, I'm very hesitant to make this feel like a burden or a law by any means. But at the same time, we live in the United States in 2023. It's a different context. It is not exactly the healthiest, just baseline. And so there's a lot of these things that we really have to be careful just to live in reality of, of our context. Yep. Yeah. Actually, that kind of reminded me of, um, of a verse that convicted me when I was making fitness an idol and it's Psalm 127 verse one, very famous verse, unless the Lord works and builds the house, then those who build it labor in vain. Yeah. And I applied that same thing to, you know, my body and building that up. Unless the Lord helps me builds with me that I'm doing all of this in vain. I think at the core of it, it's 
we're so focused on the physical and the material. And that's kind of at the heart of, of us as humans is we think that the physical is all there is sometimes because that's what we're we're trapped in. We're living in the physical world. And we get so hyper-focused on the physical world and on our physical bodies that we forget about God and about the spiritual and about eternal life and all these things. So to keep it short, bringing God in is as simple as praying and just really submitting your health to him, realizing even if you build the world's greatest house, just as you can build the world's greatest body, it doesn't last. What is the point of gaining the whole world and losing your soul? Instead, we have to, like Hunter said, you know, physical training is of some value. It has that value, but godliness is of every value in every way. So understand the priority. Physical training does have value, but godliness is above that. And so mm-hmm. when you can look at that with the with the right priorities and approach it from there, it can kind of change up how you approach your fitness as well. Yeah. Yeah, man, the, the, the verse that kicked me off the fence was Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 19, where he says, um, wealth and the ability to enjoy it, and NLT says, and the health to enjoy it. <clears throat> These are gifts of God. And um, for some reason, I was reading that verse one day back in 2017. It just struck me like a brick, like a ton of bricks. Like, man, Mitchell, health is a gift. It's not a grind. It's not a grind. And, you know, um, uh, Shea Bynes talks about grace over grind, you know. And I came in and I said, you know what? It's gift over grind for us in the health space because everyone's teaching. Hey, you got to grind for this body. You got to work hard. You got to wake up early. You got to skip all your meals. You can't eat anything that you like. You got to cut this, cut that, take this out, sleep, sleep eight hours on 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 a grounding mat. You know, it's like all this, all this stuff. And even when I teach people how to eat, I'm so cautious on giving them a plan. I say, look, this is a method of eating we call grow, but don't treat it like food religion because I know y'all. All right, y'all, <laughs> y'all going to make this into a, a full religion real quick, okay? And I deal with women for the most part, man. And women have different battles, bro. They do, man. They just do when it comes to their health. Um, a lot of it a lot of it is soulish in nature. You know, um, from an emotional eating standpoint, um, it's, it's huge. Um, eating, eating emotions, whether good or bad, is huge. And then also the biggest thing that I see from women, too, is kind of the self-neglect out of guilt. Um, so they're afraid to put their health on the forefront because they're taking care of everyone else, taking care of the kids, taking care of the husband, taking care of the job, taking care of all this other stuff. And they put themselves last. And so it's kind of like a flip. So I'm trying to, so <clears throat> I've never really had a woman come to me and ask me, Mitchell or my wife, you know, cause we coach together and say, well, Mitchell, how do I not make this into an idol? It's like, no, how do I prioritize this in the first place? Okay. How do I even get started doing this? Okay. Um, because it's, it's been, it's been on the back burner for so long. And, and, and so, and so my caution then, and my advice then is, Hey, number one, like we all talked about is, is, is a stay humble, stay humble, you know, stay close and stay humble to God. Like Mitch talked about, give room for that conviction to come in because I guarantee you there are idols. Oftentimes I see women are worshiping food and it's, and it's, and it's good and bad, right? It's this. Food is going to make me feel better or food is going or, or I have to 
eat food to look a certain way. I have to eat food to feel a certain way. And that's an idol. That's an idol. And I've, you know, and I've, and I've taught time and time and time again that idols never fulfill. They never fulfill. So we have to be aware. And for guys, oftentimes our idol is working out. It's the gym. Like I think all of us have come have come back from that. We're not really necessarily worshiping food. We worshiping the barbells like a crazy, like crazy though, you know. Um, um, so it's like, all right. And I even still have to catch myself sometimes, like 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 you just said, like okay, what's more important? Me spending time with my family, or me hitting this gym session. And there's a balance in there because I know that if I get my workouts in, I'm a better husband. Like I have more energy. Like I'm just better. But at the same time. I don't want to neglect my kids and, ne- and neglect my time with God. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's this there's there's this there's this uh, dance we have to play. So the first thing I would say is stay humble. And the second thing I would say to someone who's 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 afraid of making it an idol is remember the dominion mandate. Remember the dominion mandate. You were called to rule your body, not your body ruling you. You were called to rule your mind. Your mind doesn't rule you. You were called to rule over creation. Creation should not rule over you. So anything that's man-made, anything that's that God made, okay, is we're supposed to exercise here. There's godly authority over those things. And if we're not doing that and we're worshiping the, the created things instead of the creator, Romans chapter one, then we're leading ourselves into death. So, um, so I think the biggest mistake I see for men and women is just they're not taking dominion over it. I have to coach our women all the time. Say, look, no, take dominion over that food. Take dominion over that craving. Take dominion over those emotions. Like, take dominion over that. Rule over that. And then once you do that, you begin to put that food into its proper context. And then you can eat from a place of freedom and not from a place of religion. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. That's a big difference. Man. Yeah, that's huge. Any, you guys have anything else to add to that? Uh, we've been talking a lot about yeah. all this. Yeah, I was gonna say it all. I mean, it, it, you guys all touched on it, but it's it starts with the why, the reason why why you want to get in shape, why you want to take care of your body. For me, I <laughs> I started because I wanted to impress girls. I wanted you know big arms, and uh, you know it was super superficial. Uh, but it, it it wasn't until like my mid mid to late twenties when the Lord convicted me of that. Because, you know, like you guys said, it, it was an idol for me. And, you know, I, I was really prideful. And, uh, you know, I had to I had to humble myself and realize that it wasn't, that that wasn't the reason why, you know, the Lord led me into fitness. And he's used it in so many, so many ways in my life. And now, now that I look back on it, I see why he led me into fitness. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for it. But yeah, it, it, I believe it's it's something that we absolutely have to invite the Lord into. It's an area of our life that is important, uh, like you said, uh, Hunter and, and Timothy. It, it, it says that it does have it does have value, um, but obviously not over godliness. Um, and then to go to go into like the the selfishness part of it, I think it, it definitely can be selfish. You know, when we prioritize it over other people, when we prioritize it over you know reading the Bible, praying. Um, but it all, it also can be stewarded correctly. Um, so like, you know, the, um, the second, the second greatest commandment Jesus gave us was to love our, love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So we are commanded to love ourselves. And part of loving ourselves is taking care of ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually. 
Amen. And and like Mitchell said, you know, when we when we take care of ourselves, we can show up as better better partners, better better parents, better friends. You know, we can think better, we can do our job better, and you know, we can glorify God in all these areas in our lives, and it, it stems from taking care of ourselves. And you know, it, it's it. I see it as you know something that spreads into every every area of our life, and you know, the Lord can use it as long as we invite the Lord into it, and we're yeah, we're, we abide in Him. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I know, I know that we're kind of on somewhat of a time crunch today, so I want to be respectful of time too, but let's just do this real quick to kind of finish up. Uh, just something off the top of my head from this conversation we've been having is, you know, if you could think of a, a word of encouragement to to anyone that like, I guess it could be based off of who you normally work with on a regular basis. Like I work ju- just with men. I know Mitchell said he works primarily with women. If you were to give uh, just a piece of encouragement of what the Lord is is speaking right now through what you do, or maybe the, the problems that you've run into. I know some of us have talked about some of those key problems that our clients have. Like what would be a, just one little piece of encouragement that they can take with them today? And for me, I'll just go ahead and start is that um, for any of us that are uh, maybe blinded by vanity at times in the gym. That's something that I personally struggled with for a long time. When you're in the gym, you feel good. You're pumped up. You just feel, you just feel dominant in a way. Right. And it could get, it could go really, really bad real fast. So I think something that's been helpful for me is to be open when I'm in the gym to seeing where other people may need help or just a word of encouragement, physically speaking, a word of encouragement to somebody or, and it's usually like a younger guy that'll maybe he'll ask me a question, but if I take the initiative to go up and say something, it takes my eyes off of me and it puts it on somebody else. And then it opens a door for God to speak into this person's life. So I would definitely like highly encourage that. If you have an issue with any type of vanity and stuff in the gym, take your focus off of you and put it on somebody else in there and it'll absolutely help. So I'll pass it off to you guys real quick. Something that's been coming up um, for my own clients that I've been kind of coaching them with is discouragement and, you know, having these amazing expectations and goals of what you want to achieve, but then not achieving them. And one thing I'd want to say is a, that's okay. You're not alone. Uh, what you want to achieve is definitely possible, but you just need to a be patient because patience is ridiculous, um, ridiculously hard, but it's worth it. So a be patient, b look for those small wins that come up time and time again. That it's kind of like we trained our brains to ignore, and look for those wins and celebrate those wins, and see know that like Andy was saying that that why that deeper why what's What's really driving you? Because when you can come back to that after the discouragement, you'll keep moving. You'll stay, I don't want to say the word motivated because motivation is fleeting, but you'll stay disciplined because you know why you're in this. You have that goal, you have that mission, and you're moving towards it. So discouragement is inevitable. No matter what you are trying to achieve, it's going to pop up, but you can combat that. Yeah, man. and I would say for anybody, man or woman, who doesn't feel like they are worthy of good health, they like listening to the podcast, and it it goes in one end or out the other. But they they like listening to it, but they're not putting it into practice. So I would just say, look, you know, you are worthy mm. of being in the best shape of your life. Mm. You deserve it. Mm. 
You deserve Amen. it. You absolutely deserve it. However, yep. you're not entitled to it. Mm-hmm. You're not entitled to it. But you absolutely deserve it. And 100%, this is within God's plan and will and purpose for your life. It's not something that you have to pray 5,000 days about and <laughs> fast on, ask and pray and get prophetic <laughs> words about. Like, <laughs> it's okay. He wants you to be healthy. Okay. You can just book it. There's, there's plenty of verses in the Bible to back that. So give yourself permission. You deserve it. You're worthy. You're not entitled to it, but you can do it with the Holy Spirit's help. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, man, I would just say, like, just as an encouragement, whoever that is, like, I and all of us here are so, so proud of you. So proud of you. Um, and really just want you to be filled with a sense of, joy and gratitude. I mean, I think one of the things I always come up against is um, with my guys is just this sense. I mean, you guys have spoken to this, but just this like, man, I'm just, I'm just beaten down. Like I'm just not doing good enough. And it's just like, the reality is people do not do what you're doing. People do not care about the things that you're caring about. People do not have the standard that you have. And that is, is evidence of the Lord's kindness and work in your life. That is, that's all that that is. Like his hand is on you. He cares about this and he sees you as you do these things, you know? And so, so much of the time, I think that's how the enemy attacks us is like, we are our own worst enemy and the enemy just jumps all over that. And before we know it, I mean, we're just down. We're just like, man, I'm a terrible father. I'm a terrible husband. I'm not like hitting my workouts. I'm not hitting my meals. Like I'm, you know, slacking, whatever. And kind of like what we said earlier, it's like the fact that you would even be bothered by those things shows his kindness towards you. It shows his power in you. And so for you to just, man, just take a breath and just like, we are proud of you. The Lord sees you. Be encouraged, Amen. be grateful, um, Amen. because honestly, yeah, just, and this is not to puff you up, but people are not like you <laughs> and, uh, and, and man, again, that's the Lord's kindness, man, be grateful for that. Just hold on to that and that will keep you going, you know? Um, so yeah. Um, yep. Yep. I'll just say, um, one step at a time, focus on progress rather than perfection. I know it can get easy to get discouraged, especially uh, looking at us. Uh, but we, you know, we've, we've been where you are. We, we've, we've started from the exact same spot, exact same spot where you've been. And uh, so I would say, stay encouraged. Um, keep your eyes fixed on the Lord and stick to the plan. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that's short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Yep. Cool. Well, I, hey, I appreciate you guys' time today. I'm going to, I just feel led to pray over everyone that's mm-hmm. listening to this as well. And I'll be praying over you guys too. So I'm just going to, well, I'll just take us out with this. So, 
Holy Father in heaven, God, we, we thank you for this time. And first off, I want to thank you for every single person that is under the sound of my voice that is listening into this. God, we know that you bring the right people um, to our platforms or to, you know, where this is going to be, uh, you know, presented and put online, Lord. So uh, I, just, I just thank you for this person, Lord. I thank you that they are, that the Holy Spirit presence is coming upon them right now and that whatever the issue is in their life, whatever a problem that they are facing, whether it's health or, or spiritual, Father, that uh, you see that. And, uh, and, I, and I just want to declare your love mm-hmm. over every person here, because when we understand and we can get that revelation of your love, Father, everything changes. We start to see life differently. We start to walk in our purpose differently, Lord. So I just pray for that, for just your love to shower over every single person here, that, that you would bring that sense of identity to them and, um, and that you would surround them with the right people, Father, whether it's one of us or it's uh, someone else, Lord, that you bring into their life uh, that leads them closer to you, that helps them grow, um, that sets them on fire. For, for more of you, Father. That's all of, we, we just want all of that. All of us too is more and more of you, Father. We want to grow just a, a deeper connection with you, Holy Spirit, that you would work in us and empower us um, and that your gifts would shine through us, Lord. But I just pray for a blessing and wisdom over every single person listening to this today, Lord, that you would uh, guide them with uh, just this excitement and joy going forward, mm-hmm. Father, that uh, the rest of their life will be the best of their life and that you have amazing good works and plans up ahead, Father, that they should walk in them. So mm-hmm. uh, we're just so thankful for that, Lord. I pray, pray for favor over everyone going forward to this week. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, I appreciate you all being here. And actually, I, I just thought of something as uh, Mitch was praying. For anyone listening, if you have any questions or anything you want us as a group to answer you can throw it into the questions thing in the podcast just type it out or you can message any one of us you have our instagrams in the description message any one of us with any questions that you want us to tackle and i'm sure uh we'll all be happy to to give our two cents on that but here we are christian coaches uh next one coming out in probably about a month and in the meantime i pray that you are all blessed and joyful and keep doing what you are called to do. Catch us next time. Amen.